I love this guy. Uh, <laughs> why, thank you, boys. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have On Hollow Ground, who has a new album called Blood is Blood, which was released on July 17th. Right now, I'm being joined by Jack and Chris. Then we can have the Jack and Chris morning show. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're goddamn right. <laughs> We're going to share some information about what the band's got going on. Obviously, at the time of recording, we're just nearing the release of Blood is Blood. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely great to have you on. Now, first track we're going to chat about is Our Lives, The Days of Our Lives, best show ever on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious, Our Lives, what is this track about? Is it your lives as a band? Is it something inclusive, like even my life? Is it something we're all going through? What is Our Lives? Yeah, so... Um I mean, to, to explain our lives, I'd kind of have to dip into the, the entire album. So the entire album set around uh, the passing of my father. Um, we didn't have a fantastic relationship and stuff, and we, you know, had some real ups and downs. Um, but our lives really focuses on. Uh, it's, it's always quite hard to talk about it, really. But our lives is sort of like you, you said that it's, it's inclusive. And, I'd like to say it was, yeah. Um, it's, you know, how can you try and overcome everything that you're faced with, you know, when you have a parent who isn't, you know, particularly a great influence on you um, and sort of fighting and trying to overcome that. And that's what our lives is all about, really. And the whole grief situation that, you know, I experienced through that. So... Yeah, I feel like I've done a really bad job of explaining that. <laughs> it's always quite hard to sort of pinpoint one track because the entire album is such, you know, like it's, it's the whole stages of grief, the entire, um, the backlog of the whole history of Between Us. So we sort of blend themes within within each track. Yeah, it was something that I had made a note on the track was it seems like it's not even like a simmering angst or even really a developed angst, but there's some kind of angst that I get in our lives that seems like trying to get something out and then choking on it, and it almost seems like uh, an angst that almost feels incomplete, and it kind of sounds like, from what the track is about, that explains really a whole lot, and I'm curious if musically that's what you guys had set out to do, was write a song about a a relationship with a parent that isn't going so well. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. I can certainly relate to that. Uh, yeah. I mean, totally like one of the, like when I had to write up some stuff for Spotify, you know, we sort of put a little commentary on every single track that we do. And one of the main things was that I put down there that, you know, this course sort of contains some of the rawest vocal tracks that I've, that I've ever laid down. You know, I, for, for this one especially, it's probably the most emotional takes I've ever, ever produced. And I'm glad that you... So thank you very much for saying that. I'm glad that the anger and, you know, the <laughs> the real angst comes through on that one. Um, and yeah, the, the, like you say, there's a massive mixture on this track as well, just musically between, you know, all the, all the heavy breakdown sections. And then, you know, you've got this sort of, I don't know, this juxtaposition where you have this bridge with, um, you know, this beautiful female lead line um 
so yeah, there's there's so many themes going on in that. I know what you mean. It just sort of like feel sort of unfinished in ways, and I kind of like that because it's unfinished business to be explained on the rest of the record because it's actually the very first track on the album. So I sort of feel like we've, if you're thinking that, then we've <laughs> we've sort of done our job a little bit. <laughs> well, it's funny because I mean, obviously, from I guess from a, a genre perspective, I I kind of have some expectations with metalcore, but at the same time you know, your guys' unique take on it, at least with this particular track, is as I'm listening to it, even as I'm watching the music video, it's like, come on, man, get it out. You can get it out. Don't be so angry about it. Just get it out. Uh, that's that's kind of how I'm taking it. It's like, you know, especially, you know, Chris, from your perspective, when you were writing the track, did the lyrics influence it at all? Or musically, how did you guys get even the music to sound like, come on, get it out. Don't just be so angry. Like, get it out. Um, well, Really, from a, a studio perspective, you know, laying down these these bass tracks and hearing it all come together. I mean, there's like certain points in the like in our lives when the breakdown hits, you're really feeling that that anger and uh, frustration that uh, Jackie's feeling. I mean, it's, it's sort of like a window into his feelings, really. And to see Jack, you know, really delve into really personal stuff and you know. Um, come across, you know, like you said in that track. You know, it's like so we've we've done our job. Really, it's 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 done its job. Yeah. Now you mentioned about the uh, the breakdown in particular. You mentioned you know the female uh, voice. What was the inspiration for for doing that? Well, we kind of wanted something that uh, was completely you know not in our wheelhouse. Really, like we've never really had anything sort of angelic <laughs> in any of our tracks sure we've had like clean singing and stuff and um our other guitarist ryan sort of leads up that stuff but we just wanted something that you know completely came out of you know something completely different for us and you know with the whole like detachment of me and my father now you know with him being um you know vibrating somewhere on this earth and you know in you know his, his everlasting energy out there sort of thing mm. we felt like getting a, a female lead vocal in there to sort of i don't know like to try and sound it make it sound as angelic as possible sort of like i don't know it's kind of like a voice from the heavens um it's like that sort of inner monologue that you know i had with myself when um you know i was going through all this grief and i, I was saying that now you're gone it's time for my life to go on. And, you know, all this grief that goes through you when you lose a parent and just to keep remembering that, yeah, he's gone, but he's still here. And if he was here, he'd be saying those words to me. So <laughs> my dad's not a girl, but we wanted, um, um, well, that's good. A female, a female, <laughs> my mom's a girl. Like, um, <laughs> but we, we wanted that sort of like angelic female vocal to just come through and just, you know, sort of a voice from the heavens, mate. <laughs> and also like, Go ahead. And to just add to musically as well, like going into the studio, um, cause usually it was, recorded in uh, Ryan's um, bedroom um, like the, the last uh, few EPs. So going into the studio, we didn't really want to limit ourselves to what we could and couldn't use. So using something like you know, a female voice really broke up the track in a really nice way, I thought. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to the music video, which we had chatted about briefly, but I'd like to chat about it a little bit more. And for those listening who want to check out the music video, you can do so by going to today's show notes 
at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. And I mean, it could just be a typical, you know, band playthrough video, but a couple of things that I thought were really cool was uh, a lot of constricting scenes. You got the drummer in the hallway and I'm the whole time I'm thinking like, uh, like that's really tight. Uh, or Chris, you're like trying not to hit the urinal. Well, I think that's a urinal, uh, <laughs> you know, jamming next to a urinal. Like, Oh, nobody's going to see this. No, I saw it. And I went, Ugh. it's an accurate representation of my playing, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out what kind of guitar you have. I've been as a, some kind RG or it looks like a, a soloist. Um, yeah, so it's an RG, it's um, what's called an Axion label. I think they brought it out pretty recently. I think it was it's to replace the Iron label. Oh, okay. Um, it's purple and you know gets me noticed, so it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good guitar to be fair. Yeah, boom. Um, you know, no amps or anything, which uh, you know usually we would see that, but there's no amps or anything. And then Jack, you're just the only member of the entire band hanging out in like a bed sheet or something. <laughs> You're yeah, the only um, lead vocalist. What was that, sorry? What, what did you say, sweetie? You're the only lead vocalist, which I like. There usually only is one lead vocalist. That's why it's a lead vocalist, son. <laughs> job, well, I'm glad we're all learning today. Right. Yeah, beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> and on yeah, lead so, bass. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And on lead drums. And on lead drums. Um, so, yeah, like the whole bed thing, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, really. But, you know, when you go through that kind of thing, you do spend a lot of your time lounging around the house and, you know, going through this sort of fit of depression. And I kind of wanted to create that that real divide between the band going on about their lives all around us. Our lives, you see that? You see how I did that? Um, <laughs> going on about their lives around us as I and sort of create this separation where, I was in bed still and, you know, they were on their feet and, you know, playing their hearts out still, you know, they weren't going through the same things, but they were sharing that experience with me the entire time. You know, this entire band is so close to me and like, we're all best mates, like, you know, Chris and the rest of the band as well. They all attended my dad's funeral. Um, so in, in a way we, you know, we did all kind of go through all of this together. And I know that, you know, they grieved for me as well. Um, and I think a lot more comes through in that video than than we necessarily, you know, planned or expected to. But when I watch it back, I sort of see that support that they give me as well. Um, and, you know, like there's a scene where all the hands are, you know, pushing me and pulling me in different directions. And I take a lot of that from that as well. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the lyrics here you guys have on, on YouTube. And I thought there was a line in there that you did, Jack, that could be just cheesy rhyming but it actually turns out very well the that you did me in geez you made me stumble but you could never make me crumble made me humble withstood rumble somebody's been listening to a lot of jay-z lately uh <laughs> <laughs> more fight than you ever know but i just want to let you know that that was actually really quite talented in my opinion because uh that could have easily have just been nonsense rhyming but instead you took it and uh, really said something there and and to me anyway that seems like a very pivotal point in the lyrics am i right 100 percent, and that's you know it's over the heavy section there and like you said that's really where it takes the angry turn um and going forward we're sort of we're contemplating experimenting with more rhymes and like you know like a lyrical flow like that and one thing that i struggle with with when we're listening to rap a lot of rap music and a lot of hip-hop music is how disingenuine sometimes it sounds and i 
if I was going to do a section like that, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, everything that I wrote down, everything lyrically actually meant something to me and wasn't just posturing and wasn't there just for the sake of having a nice little cool rhyme in there, just to be honest with it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, speaking of more sheer honesty coming from <laughs> boys standing on hollow ground, that sounds dangerous. Um, I thought WMD was going to be weapons of mass destruction, but that just shows what generation <laughs> I come from. Uh, so WMD, waste man down. What does that even mean? <laughs> Is that like a garbage man? I'm confused. <laughs> I need um, answers. Why are we angry about the garbage man? Um, so, um, I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds so like, I mean, it, we're laughing because it's an inside joke for really us. Um, so we have a group chat, and I can't remember one day, I think Jack had, I don't know, something wasn't going our way, probably a Google ad or something. Um, and Jack just put WMD and... Um, Really yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of saying that I, like our, our careers were just like a you know WMD like <laughs> if this is a weapon of mass destruction it was all going to explode in our faces and then <laughs> yeah and I I just uttered those words like oh is it like a, a waste man down or something like that and it just sort of stuck but it was and, a working title for a while wasn't it yeah yeah and waste man um, I don't know if it's sort of translated that well over in Canada but uh, it, it's quite a big thing in sort of um, in like grime culture in England. Uh, if you're a waste man, you're a bit of an idiot. So that's kind of, you know, it's, it's not about trash guys or bin men or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about morons. <laughs> just yeah. about morons. Pendejos down for our Mexican listeners. Love it. Yeah, fantastic. get that from you. <laughs> Wear a t-shirt. Don't be a moron. Friends don't let friends be morons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we started a new thing here on the Rock Little Podcast. Now, uh, specifically as well, when we get to the music video, we see, Jack, that you're on the bed again, but this time you're getting up. Is there some kind of symbolism to this, or are we connecting music videos? Yeah, yeah. So we shot both of those in the exact, in the exact same venue, actually. But we chose that venue because we knew that we had a lot of different rooms to play with. Um, with our lives being the opener on the CD... We sort of we needed to take that uh, that next track and into WMD and sort of you know we kind of wanted to connect the videos and be able to sort of see the the difference in style and the difference in in not only the presentation of the band but you know the presentation of me and my mood and how that changed through it all. So in our lives, you know, it's very emotional. It's um, you know there's scenes in that where I'm you know almost like on the brink of tears. Um, it's very raw. So getting out of bed and getting up and thinking, no, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. It's sort of like getting into that angry state and moving on to the aggressive side, the anger, you know, the angsty side, all the teenage angst, um, the, the WMD brings. <laughs> so, yeah. It, I don't know. It's kind of funny. You mentioned teenage angst. It's interesting. Like at what point do you go from pop punk angst to like metalcore angst like you got to be like i don't know like 25 or something and you're like man i gotta take my teenage angst and listen to metalcore that's what i gotta do um, <laughs> exactly i mean yeah jack remembers being uh jack remembers being a teenager about 45 years ago <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is you mentioned that and i just finished reading uh an article and some psychological, is it a science magazine or a psychology magazine? I can't remember exactly off the top of my head which magazine, but I just finished reading an article about people not letting go, actually, of their teenage angst and the remarkable 
uh, notion that you have this teenage angst for like five years at max. It's it's like one to five years that you actually have this teenage angst. And there's grown people at 40, 45, 50 who can be triggered within a second back to this teenage angst and the way that they lash out and react to people in situations is basically them being immediately brought back to being under somebody else's control and feeling that it's not fair. Wow, that's quite like a primal mm-hmm. urge, isn't it? It's like a caveman sort of thing. <laughs> Troglodyte business. Yeah, basically. Um, so anyway, when you mentioned that, I thought that that was, it just kind of brought me to to that and thinking, thinking of that. Um, but definitely some cool stuff. Chris, I was waiting for you to crash into that jukebox, but you didn't. So you guys are remarkable at being able to dance in tight spaces. Yeah, well, when you're used to playing uh, stages that uh, really confine finest of being uh, really close together, you learn how to you know dodge stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Now, um, Blood is Blood. We've got, I think it's nine tracks. Yeah, nine tracks. And you mentioned that there's mm-hmm. a, th- a theme that's going through the album, uh, you kind of mentioned it as like stages of grief in a way. So I guess my first question is these two tracks we chatted about today, Our Lives and WMD. Is this what we should expect from from Blood is Blood? Or maybe I guess just take us a bit more through what we should expect. Is it like a chronological sequence from beginning to end with the stages of grief? Or is there uh, a story maybe that's being told? Um yeah, I mean, like when, like Jack said from the uh, the beginning. I mean, from a lyrical standpoint, of obviously dealing with you know the passing of his dad. Um, but you know, when you look into each track, in, you know, when you look at it as a, as a collection, it never really. I mean, personally, from my point of view, I mean, um, it never seems like it's sticking to a certain point. It's always got its. It could, each track can stand on its own, if you will. Um. Yeah, so like, I mean, with like I said, Jack, um, like a question to you, like, do you see that? Do you see it as that as well? Do you see it as like a a progression as well? Could yeah, I well, as, I think that in some it's ways, always I hard do. when you. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's always hard when you write an album, isn't it? Because when we first put these tracks together, you know, we had no idea what order they would go in. So, you know, how, sort of having a sort of a, a start point of, you know, the passing and everything and then ending the album with um, like this this big, you know, resolution and, you know, everything's OK. Within those tracks, there is some resolution and there is some ending and some finality, but it does come sporadically. It comes in it, it comes in different forms on, on you know, on many other tracks. So it's, it's quite hard to sort of make that linear chronological progression throughout the album um especially when you've you know you've just written these songs and then oh it's time to put them in order on an album and you know <laughs> which track goes better after which track you know it's like yeah even things. from like a musical a musical standpoint like you if you're feeling a particular way on a day and you know you're writing lyrics for it i, I don't feel it's one healthy to to confine yourself into just a box of how you're feeling you know how it should lead if you're feeling it wants to go a certain way i think really you should let it go that certain way yeah exactly and, and i think a lot of the music does that as well i know that when we were making um broken and people never learn which are um two other singles from the album as well they're a lot more sort of like hip-hop led and like a lot more beat orientated and listening to our lives and wmd you wouldn't necessarily get that but i suppose it 
kind of ties into the sporadic and spontaneous nature of grief and you know not, not everything is not everything is linear not every, you know grief isn't something that I, I know in the beginning of this I said you know the stages of grief but you dip in and out of anger you dip in and out of sadness you dip in and out of progression uh, sorry, pro- depression not progression um, that too Jack you do <laughs> <laughs> just like I just did then when I um, regressed uh, so yeah I, I think that if you were just to listen to WMD Waste Man Down about the bin men and uh, our lives tune into Blood is Blood because you're going to get that and a whole lot more as well and a lot more experimentation a lot more emotion and a lot more teenage angst a lot more teenage angst <laughs> teenage kicks baby teenage kicks beautiful <laughs> I'm get bust out my Avril Lavigne posters and we'll get go to town Avril, oh, Avril Levine does does metalcore. That'd be fantastic. Oh man, can I can I like trade you your poster for my Gwen Stefani poster? I you think know. yeah, we could we could totally do that. <laughs> it's in the mail. Oh man, <laughs> beautiful. All right, now I with with lockdown and quarantine and everything else, I'm going to imagine that because this album is being released kind of in the middle of summer. Is this what you guys have been up to, or is there some other COVID-19 updates that you guys wanted to chat about? Uh, sorry, it's put me on the spot. Um, I mean, really, with the, with the whole like um, quarantine um, thing that's obviously happened to us, is uh, it definitely sucks, really does. Um, but originally, we had um, a release date a little earlier, but with obviously everything that has, has gone on, we decided to push it back till around, well, obviously, like three days from now, basically. Um, yeah, we just felt that we could we couldn't hold on to it forever. We really wanted to to push it and get it out. There. I think as well that you know we'd have had the freedom of getting out there and playing shows and sort of ramping up to it and spreading the word, you know, through live music. But this mm. time we thought, you know, we'll we'll postpone the date a little bit just so we can start funding it online. Um, you know, and and sort of make a a bigger push that way, which is something that, you know, we're not massive fans of, to be honest. Like, we do sort of struggle with with that kind of thing, and we, you know, we don't like the sort of the nature of it all. We do prefer to be very much out there on the road and playing as many shows as we can. Like, you know, in the first sort of two years of the band, Mm. we clocked in over 200 shows, um, and that just sort of shows what kind of, what kind of a band we are, you know, like we're not. What, it's been a weird transition for us, hasn't it? Yeah, totally. And, you know, just not even being able to get back in that practice space. I know that, um, you know, my day to day is a little bit more miserable because, you know, we can't <laughs> get on that stage as regularly as we'd like to, or even get in a practice space together. So yeah, it is tough. Um, and one of the, one of the main knocks about it all is that, you know, we normally have a release show at one of our local venues in Leeds and generally we produce some really great numbers and have like an amazing night. It's a whole party thing and the guys go out afterwards and stuff and we socialize. So I don't know when we'll be able to actually, you know, be able to actually get to that point, but we're definitely looking forward to it. And we just hope that people are still spinning and looking at the CD, mm-hmm. you know, by that time as well. So fingers crossed. Yeah, and plus a, a, a summer release as well. Obviously, it's, it's a, a great time for new music to, to come out. Obviously, it would have been festival season um, now. Obviously, um, 
obviously it's all been cancelled. Like download has been uh, cancelled till uh, postponed. Sorry till till next year. So we really thought that summer would be an excellent time to really have some full attention on it. Be able to get in there with all the all the summer hits like Will Smith and stuff as well, won't we? And sort of you know, <sighs> man, I feel sorry for Will Smith right now. Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff and that, you know, be awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, Jack and Chris, unless you guys wanted to bring up anything that I missed, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the rock metal core teenage (laughs) angst podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nice.